0: You are Locked On Jets, your daily podcast on the New York Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is John B. from gangreennation.com welcoming you to a new episode of the Locked On Jets podcast on this Friday, August 3rd, 2018. If you like this show, subscribe to it on iTunes or Spotify and leave the show a good review in iTunes. Thanks to those who have done so. Well, we have reached, really, this is the first full week of the season for us. We're back to our normal five-day-a-week format. Of course, during the summer, we went to a condensed schedule. Um, I I took some time off, so this is really our first week back, and Jets are now about a week into training camp. The green and white practice is tomorrow night at Rutgers. I don't want to say it's the biggest practice because it's really just a a training camp, can't practice, how big can it be, but it's the most hyped practice, I guess, it's at it's at Rutgers University this year, so just make a note, if you're planning on going, it's not at MetLife Stadium like it has been the last few years, and you can get free tickets on the team's official website, uh, so if you're interested in going, that's how to do it, and the Jets do not have many practices available to the public this year, in training camp, and partially because next week they're going to be doing a joint practice with Washington in Richmond, Virginia. So that kind of cuts down on the number of training camp practices the Jets are having in Florin Park, which in turn has cut down on the number of practices the Jets have open to the public. So Tomorrow night might be your your best shot at seeing the Jets in training camp this year. And again, it's at Rutgers University in New Brunswick, New Jersey, if you're interested. And uh, I think I'm going to be there. So, you know, let me know if you're planning on going. I'm planning on attending. I have soft plans to, to be there to cover the practice. And. You know, get, get a view of the Jets in person. Uh, today, what we're going to talk about is training camp, though. And now that we're about a week in, I'm going to give you five things that I think you, you want to see the Jet happen for the Jets in both training camp and in the preseason. So, number one, and I think that this one is pretty obvious, uh, you want to get Sam Darnold as many reps as possible. And there are a couple reasons you want that. First of all, he's competing for the starting job, and and I, again, I, I, you know, I go back to this debate. People are arguing this stuff before we know all the facts about whether Darnold should should start or not. People, I guess, what we're finding out is that everybody has their own theory about how you bring a quarterback along, and you know, I think there are, the arguments on both sides are valid. You know, do you play a rookie or do you not? But I think that those are arguments that are made in a in a general sense. You know, what works for most guys. And again, if you want to argue, it's good to throw them right in there. I can understand what you're saying. If you want to say it's good to let him sit for for a stretch, even you know a few games, a few months, even a year, I understand your argument. But we're talking about an individual case here, and you know those arguments are really general arguments about whether you know it's best for most quarterbacks. We're talking about you know some quarterbacks. There's no doubt. There's some. There's no doubt. There are some quarterbacks. It's better. You know, you're not gaining anything by sitting them because they're ready to go week one. There are other quarterbacks who clearly need some time to sit on the bench. It's not an ideal situation for them to go in there. We need to find out which of the two is is the case for Darnold. So, you know, I think getting him as many reps, as much, I don't know if he's going to get much experience, but you know what I mean, As, as much experience in an NFL huddle as possible, you know, Digesting the playbook, showing he can function within the playbook, you know, and learning. You know, we talked about in the mailbag yesterday. Somebody asked how important are camp, training camp turnovers, and you know, not not very important if we're talking in terms of the players. Important if we're talking in terms of competition. Not very important if we're talking in terms of a player's development. Sometimes you just have to get mistakes out of the way, and certainly it's better for them to happen in tr- in practice than it is during real games and in preseason. Better for them to happen in preseason in the real game so many instances so really what you want to do is first of all you want to get Darnold this these reps so that he's so that he learns he learns what you can get away with in the nfl what you can't it's it's different than what 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 you can get away with in college but also you want to learn where he is as a player and i've said i say this frequently the Jets drafted Darnold not because they know where he's going to be in 2018. This was not a pick made with 2018 in mind. Now, would they be happy? They'd be thrilled if Darnold went out there and helped the team in 2018 and looked the part of the franchise quarterback, and it certainly is plausible. But the Jets took Darnold because of where he's going to be five years from now, you know, three years from now. That's why, so... It's not that I don't think this year is all that important for Darnold. I don't think it's all that important for the Jets as long as he shows. You know, as long as he doesn't look like a catastrophe out there. Yeah, you know, if he, he looks terrible out there, that's a different story. That's going to raise your level of concern. But really, what you're looking to do is you're looking to get him on the field as much as possible, both to kind of evaluate where he is as a player and just to get him some experience, so, because that's where the development begins. I said, you know, I, I look. I remember last year I was running the Green Nation Twitter, which I usually don't do. I, I ran the Green Nation Twitter for a preseason game. I think it was the first preseason game. It was against the Titans, and some and the Jets did not let Hackenberg. Uh, the Hackenberg was playing, and the Jets that had the ball. And it was like a situation where they could have run a two-minute drill, and they just kind of ran the clock out. And I remember I wrote something on Twitter about. You know, why wouldn't you do that? And somebody replied, yeah, they're bringing, you have to bring Hackenberg along slowly. And I'm, I am like am bringing him along slowly. It's a preseason game. That's, that's the perfect situation. How do you develop a guy unless you're going to actually give him a chance to make plays in a preseason game? That, that is bringing him along slowly. It's not hiding, you know, bringing a guy along slowly is not hiding him from a preseason scenario. Or training camp scenario. That's that's where you learn if you're bringing a guy along slowly. Bringing a guy along slowly means you're not playing him in the regular season game. Now we'll find out, you know, we'll we'll start to get a sense, and he apparently had a very good practice Thursday for whatever it's worth, but we'll get a sense of whether Darnold needs to be brought along, maybe a little slowly, or whether he's going to be ready to Go week one, Monday night in Detroit, so that'll give you we'll start to get that sense so that's that's one that's number thing number that's point number one that I want to see in training camp in the preseason. The Jets open the preseason a week from today against Atlanta and that means the NFL regular season is right around the corner. This year don't sit around watching the Jets from your home when you can be at MetLife Stadium in the crowd cheering in person thanks to vivid seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Jets listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON. That's one word, LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, no space. New customers only, and the offer is good through the end of August. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Jets kick off their home schedule on September 16th against the Miami Dolphins, and you can be there for all the excitement. Go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for 10% off your first order. The offseason is over, the NFL is back, and Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game. Now, we're very much keeping a quarterback theme with the second thing I'd like to see in training camp in the preseason, and just as you want to see as much of Sam Darnold as possible, you also want to see a lot of Teddy Bridgewater, but it's for a different reason, it's that the Jets want to... Show the Jets should want to showcase Bridgewater because it could help them work out a a trade. Bridgewater is kind of a unique case in that he's not like your your typical quarterback who you're trying to showcase. In that, you know, maybe if you have a young guy, you want to prove that he can play, and you may not be able to find that out definitively in preseason. Or you can maybe get an idea, like the Jets are trying are going to try and do with Darnold, get an idea of where he is, but you can't say for sure. You, you can get an idea as to whether a guy should be a starter or not, but you can't say for sure whether he's going to be a good quarterback or not. What Bridgewater has to show is something different. Bridgewater just has to show he's back from his injury. He's got to show some of the mobility that he used to have. And his game was never really based on mobility. I mean, he was more of a pure pocket passer than he was a a, a guy who ran around a lot, a guy who was, scrambler, uh, who was a scrambler. But he had good functional mobility, which helped him quite a bit. Uh, during his last starting season, 2015, when he was with the Minnesota Vikings, and they had a, a really bad offensive line. You know, I don't understand the idea. People have, people say have this idea that the Jets should not look to trade Bridgewater. I really don't understand it. I have to be honest with you. One year from now, 2019... It's, it's the odds are like ninety-five percent, if not more, that Sam Darnold's going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets, and Bridgewater's under a one-year contract. So, Bridgewater's not a long-term part of this team's plans. And look, it was not a bad signing at the time because you did not know you were, you were going to get Darnold, so you were you were hedging your bets a little bit. But now that you have Darnold, Bridgewater just doesn't fit this team's long-term plans. Now, look, he goes out there and looks like you know a guy who. Maybe is in the MVP mix during training camp in the preseason, which he has not so far in camp. Then okay, it's one thing. You know, if Darnold looks like he's not ready to start, okay, that's fine. You can you can hold on to Bridgewater. But I don't understand the reflexive refusal to even consider trading Bridgewater because, again, he's he's not part of the team's long-term plans. He's probably not even he might not even be part of the team's short-term plans, and you can help. Get a draft. Maybe if you can get a draft pick for him, it's something that could help the team in the long, in the long run. The Jets. Not like the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl in 2018 anyway. And also, I mean, there has to be a reason this team paid 10 million dollars to Josh McCown. And I don't know what it is, but if you, you know, if you're not willing to deal Bridgewater, I mean, what the was you're just paying McCown 10 million dollars to be a third stringer. So there's just lots of elements that the bottom line is the Jets should be looking to showcase Bridgewater and they should be open to a trade now I'm not saying you trade him for anything you know I'm not saying you trade him at all costs if Darnold's not ready and Bridgewater looks good okay well hold on to Bridgewater if Bridgewater is uh, a guy you know? If Bridgewater looks like he's going to be great this year, if he's head and shoulders of a Darnold, okay, you can start him. But again, I don't understand the, uh, this idea that you, you should not not even remotely consider trading Bridgewater. And I've heard people say, "Well, we have to." You don't know what you have in Darnold. Well, if you don't know what you have in Darnold, you should not. You it's a little late for them to not know what you have in Darnold because you should not have traded. Three second-round picks to get Darnold done. Why, why were you trading three second-round picks for you for a guy you don't you're not sure about? You better be sure about Darnold. Now this year, okay, fine. Maybe you're not sure that he's ready to start this year, and that's a different scenario. But you better know what you have in Darnold. The, the, the Jets just don't. I mean, you want to wait. I mean, some people have said, well, you got to wait till till Darnold shows he can play. Well, Darnold. By the time Darnold shows he can play, Bridgewater's. You're not going to be able to trade Bridgewater because the contract's going to be up. So. The Jets need to showcase Bridgewater and I'm not saying one hundred percent you do your deal Bridgewater, but if the great if a good deal comes along, I, I don't think you hesitate to do it. You know, uh, I mean the, the issue right now is first of all, Darnold has to play for it to for him to for you to feel one hundred percent safe about Darnold. I mean he's gotta play and it's not like Bridgewater's value is gonna go up sitting on the bench. So what's the other option? You you hold Bridgewater and you start him this year and then you trade him in season? Well, if he starts playing well, then people are going to say, well, you can't trade Bridgewater because he's playing so well. So I think the Jets need to just look at... I'm not saying... And again, I'm not saying 100% he's got to go, but... You have to be, uh, you, if you're the Jets and you see some good offers come on the table, you have to be very, very receptive to them. You can't be afraid to, to deal Bridgewater. You, you can't be hesitant to bridge, deal Bridgewater because, again, you have to think long term. This is not about 2018. This team's not going to win the Super Bowl 2018. The, if you can get a good pick for Bridgewater, and maybe you can't, I mean, I don't know what his value is in the NFL. He did not get a, much of a deal from the Jets. I mean, his deal from the Jets is pretty cheap, which is a sign that perhaps the rest of the league did not value him a whole lot, so I'm banking, when I say you can trade him, I'm banking on the idea that maybe if teams see in the preseason that he can play, you know, maybe if they see that the, because I think the the big issue is the leg right now, because I do, you know, there's some debate, I think Bridgewater's a legit starting quarterback in this league, I mean, I think he's a a starter, I think he's a, a solid starter at the very least, um, so you know, maybe teams see that he can function out there. Maybe if teams see he can play, they'll they'll be open to it. they'll be more open to it. They'll be more interested than they were back in the spring. You know, and maybe somebody suffers an injury the way Minnesota did, ironically, two years ago when Bridgewater went down and they traded for Sam Bradford. Maybe teams' views on Bridgewater change. So, bottom line, get Bridgewater out there. And see what what you can turn him into in, in, on the trade market, which means that, and this is not a big deal for the Jets because, this it's pretty much what happened last year is you don't see much of Josh McCown in preseason, limit his reps, and they did that last year. And McCown, you know, McCown was the starting quarterback heading into the season, and they limited his his reps last year. So, it's not like it's unprecedented. McCown's McCown's a veteran. He he knows you know, he he knows how. You, these reps just aren't that important to McCown. McCown knows how to operate in this. McCown understands the system. McCown understands any system he's in. He just doesn't need the reps. So it's a situation where I think the bulk of the reps should go should be going to Darnold Bridgewater. The third thing I think the Jets need to do in training camp in the preseason is figure out the tight end position because that is looking every bit as shaky as it has I mean, since Mike McConnaughy got here, this is now the situation the Jets have handled particularly well, which is probably an understatement. And I, I don't really know where the production's going to come from at tight end. I think this is this is as bad of, of a group as there is in the league. I mean, you have Clive Walford, who's never really put up much production. You have a couple late round, not late mid round picks. Let's not not late round picks. Jordan Leggett and um, Chris Herndon. Who have never set foot on a, on an NFL field? It's one thing to say this guy was you know a fourth round pick a year ago, and had got experience last year. That's not true for either guy. Leggett was hurt his entire rookie year. Herndon's a rookie now, so it's not like a situation where where guys have been on the in practice developing for a couple of years and they have some game experience. That that's different. That that's at least a scenario where maybe you can have some hope, like at at wide receiver with Chad Hansen, where, yeah, Chad Hansen's a mid-round pick, but he at least got some experience last year and has been working through the offseason program. These are guys who haven't played much. Um, You know, Eric Tomlinson, solid blocker, but, I mean, I don't really see, when I've watched him, I don't see a ton of upside as a receiver. I don't think he's going to make much of an impact as a receiver. Maybe Neil Sterling, who had a big Week 17 game report. There are a few reports that he was looking good during the offseason program. I mean, maybe you can hope. I, mean, I I don't think you're counting on it. I think, you know, if you're, I said this a little while back. If you're asking me one guy who just comes from totally off the radar and makes a surprise impact for the 2018 Jets, I guess Sterling would be my pick. But I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying you can expect it to happen. So when we're talking figuring out the tight end position, I think it's almost... A situation where they may have to go outside because I, I I'm not sure that this team's necessarily going to find its answer at tight ends, which means I don't know that you make a trade. I'm not a big fan of, of making a trade when you're in the situation the Jets are in. I, I, see, I'm a believer in making a trade when you think you're close to winning a championship because I think draft picks are valuable. Um, so and typically the guys who are available in trades are available for a reason. Now it's different, you know, if if, you know, the Chiefs made Travis Kelsey available for some reason, okay, that's a different scenario, which is not going to happen, I, I don't think, but, you know, unless you're talking about a true impact player, I'm not a fan of, you know, top-end talent, Pro Bowl-type talent, okay, that's one thing, then I don't mind making a deal from the Jets, but otherwise, I'd be leery of just bringing in a guy who's kind of a stopgap for a year, because you're, this year, again, it's not about 2018 with the Jets, it's about beyond, it's about Building something for the future, so the draft pick in many cases is going to be more valuable than just the adequate stopgap. So, when I'm talking about finding players, I'm thinking more of the waiver wire. You know, at the end of the preseason, there's got to be a guy who's going to shake free who can just at least do a decent adequate job at the tight end position. So, I think that might be where you it. Address... Now, look, you, you go through the preseason and you hope something materializes. Maybe, maybe Sterling does become your guy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe one of the young guys. Show flash early. Maybe they unexpectedly give you more than you're expecting at this point of their careers. So you see, you know, you see, sometimes you get surprised, and sometimes sometimes these surprises are pleasant in that way. But the Jets have to figure out something at the tight end position. I mean, look, they don't need all world production. This is actually, I actually like this group of receivers, and some people disagree. I actually think this is an okay group of receivers, but this is a. Uh, not a good group of tight ends, yeah, to say the least. I think, I, I mean, I would struggle to come up with a worse group of tight ends as currently con- constructed right now. The Jets have to do something to figure this position out. So that's number three for me. Uh, number four is get a handle on guys who are kind of wild cards. You know, you the Jets brought in a number of guys who they kind of took some flyers on a few guys this year, cheap deals. That, that was their approach to free agency was lame this year it was not a good free agent class I was not a fan of this group of free agents I, I said that going in and I, I you know the Jets had all this money to spend and I look at this and I'm like you know, they're not going to be able to improve this team this much just because there are not many good players out there and I was just hoping the Jets would not spend 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 on mediocrity because that's what was out there it was expensive mediocrity and to their credit for the most part I think the Jets took a very pretty restrained approach and look you can either you can either sign mediocre players for a lot of money or sign mediocre players for a little money and the Jets what they did I think is they signed some mediocre players for a little money they they got some guys who were who have upside who were not that expensive I think of a guy like Terrell Pryor who yeah, look I'm not Expecting a ton of from Terrell Pryor, but he's a guy who at least theoretically could have put together a pretty good season for you. So, I think what you're trying to do is get a handle on the guys like Terrell Pryor. What can get, they contribute? Are they worth giving a big role to this year? And that's what training camp and preseason are for. Because these are players who could go either way. They could go, you know, they you wouldn't be you wouldn't be shocked if they gave you a lot. You're probably not expecting much, though. You can't you can't really expect much. I think it's a case you expect you. Hope for the best, expect the worst. But this is the time of year where you f- try and figure out what sort of role they'll be capable of in your system. How do how do they mesh with the teammates? Is it is it a good fit? And this is this is the time of year to find that out. And number five, which is kind of beyond the Jets' control and anybody's c- control, in all honesty, but I think it's the most important thing in any training camp and preseason is avoid injuries. And that's uh, to me. Above all else, if you avoid injuries, you've had a successful training camp in preseason. And if you don't avoid major injuries, you've had a non-successful training camp in preseason. I think, to, to me, it's kind of that simple. So that, that's, I mean, I think that's, it's pretty obvious. And again, that one is not really one the Jets can have a lot of control over. It's just, in a lot of ways, it's luck. I mean, Quincy and Nunwell last year, who was supposed to be their number one receiver heading into the season, Got injured and I can't in a camp practice. A non-contact injury. It was a non-contact injury. It was a kind of a, fl- a fluky thing. So, it's not really anything you it, it, typically. It's not the type of thing you can avoid. But it's something. If something that really I think for me determines your success. I mean, look, you don't want to get injured. You don't want. You don't want players to get injured during regular season games. But at least then you're competing. At least then there's a reason that they're out there. That they're competing. Um, you know, it's it happens. It happens in the in the, you know, in the Fight during the season, you don't want to. You don't want to lose them, and you, you, at least they're out there competing for wins. When you're doing it, at least when you're putting the guys on the field, there's something to be gained. In training camp preseason, there's no. You don't get anything for winning those games, so you really don't want to lose guys then, because you're 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 essentially lost players for for no reason. So hopefully that'll uh jets will get through relatively unscathed and you know there are some injuries popping up quincy and then was dealing with something um a few guys who are were nicked up a little bit but nothing too too serious It seems no, no season no major contributors have had season ending injuries to this point so you hope that continues That'll do it for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked on Jets podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, subscribe iTunes or Spotify and leave the show a good review in iTunes if you do enjoy it. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday to talk more about the Jets.